Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Today's episode has been sponsored by Jay McLaughlin. Jay McLaughlin is a timeless lifestyle brand with incredible style and a spirit of connection. I am obsessed with Jay McLaughlin and have been so honored that they are sponsoring my Zibbyverse tour. It just so happens that the tour goes to so many communities and areas of the country that have Jay McLaughlin stores. And I love that the brand is philanthropic through Jay McLaughlin's local and loyal programming host store events to give back to organizations that are meaningful to Jay McLaughlin's local communities. I also love the fact that the clothes are just so chic. They make me feel polished and modern. And the best part is that most of the line comes in fabrics that don't wrinkle. I especially love the dresses, the cashmere sweaters, the other sweaters. You'll see them all over my Instagram. I typically tag at Jay McLaughlin. And so you can check it out. It is absolutely one of my favorite brands and I am over the moon excited to be working with them. In fact, I want to share the love with all of you. Jay McLaughlin is giving 20% off new customers and listeners of my podcast with special code ZIBBY20, capital Z-I-B-B-Y 20. That's 20% off for new customers and listeners of the podcast with special code capital Z Zibby 20. Take advantage of it today. My favorites are this white open long cashmere sweater that I've been wearing on every flight that I've taken on this tour. I have a blue with light blue horizontal striped sweater, several dresses I even wore on Corny America. Check it out. Jay McLaughlin. Thanks so much. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com. Dot com and definitely check out those shows as well. Amelia Morris is the author of Wildcat, a novel. She's also the author of the blog Bun Appetemt, named after one of the 25 best blogs of the year by Time Magazine, as well as the memoir by the same name. 
Her work has appeared in the Los Angeles Times, McSweeney's, The Millions, and USA Today. She's also the co-creator of the podcast, Mom Rage. She lives in Los Angeles with her family. Welcome, Amelia. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Wildcat, a novel. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Oh, it's my pleasure. I have to say, I listened to your final episode of Mom Rage last night with Eden, who was on my either my podcast or my IG Live during quarantine something about her book. Uh, yeah. That was really fun. It was very wow. calming. I was listening to you guys reading poems, and I was like, <laughs> this is so lovely. I should do this more often. You know? I know. We went out with we went out with a bang with poetry. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so if you don't mind, start with the podcast piece and then and the blog and everything, and then we'll get to how you ended up writing this book. Sure, sure. So the podcast was Eden's idea. And I was a little hesitant. We talk about it in the in the very first episode, which was like way back in 2018, I think. But just like, I don't know, mom rage. I, I don't I didn't really want to have like a mom podcast. And just like, why are, why am I cagey about this word mom and like mommy? And I, I just feel like it like throws you into this realm of domesticity that like people don't take you seriously. But anyway, but I didn't have a lot going on at the time. So I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and it was actually, it was a really good experience. The pandemic kind of ruined it and like our workflow and Eden had a third baby, but it was really great. I mean, we, I learned so much, like we interviewed so many people. I read so many books that I wouldn't have read. It was really, it was really good. Amazing. And then tell me also about starting your blog and how that ended up becoming a book too. So my, so Bon Appetit, my yep. food blog? Yeah. 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 Okay. So that we got to go back to like, was it 2007? I was in grad school. Wait, you know what? Let's go back to the beginning. Where sure. were you like, give me like some context. Where did you grow up? Were you sure. always into all this writing, food stuff? Like where, you know, where did you come from? The whole sure. thing. I was a baby. Okay. Um, <laughs> a small child. Okay. I grew up in like rural Pennsylvania. <laughs> slowly, slowly, slowly discovered I wanted to be a writer kind of in college. I accidentally went to a school with like a really good writing program. And so, you know, was trying to be a writer not getting anything published, got into an MFA program, Wilmington, UNC Wilmington. And I guess it was like, it was like 25 or 26. And, you know, it's, it's funny looking back, but like feeling like a failure because <laughs> I couldn't get anything published and started cooking because I was, I was hungry for real food. Like, I don't know if you went through the phase in your twenties where like you were I was just like eating like frozen Amy's pizzas for every meal. I was and eating frozen yogurt, but yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like none of my meals were real, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was just like, so I started cooking and I think I was just like frustrated with the way that our world is obsessed with results and like the shiny finished product. And so I just got the idea to do a food blog. You know, it was like everyone was blogging. <laughs> So, so Bon Up Attempt was born with this idea that like every post would be the like food magazines version and then my version. And I think it's, did it start? <laughs> did it start? It started, I tried to make this like layered cake that was on the cover of Bon Appetit and mine had toppled over and Matt had, t- my husband 
I don't know if he was my husband. Yeah, I think he was my husband at the time. But anyway, he took all these pictures. We had all these funny pictures of this like layer cake that toppled over on like Christmas Day. (laughs) But it was funny. Like I wasn't invested in being a good cook. So I could like have fun with it. And in a way I couldn't with writing where like I wanted to be a good writer like my identity wasn't like wrapped up in it. So then I, yeah, that, that's okay. Now I'm like, I haven't thought about this in a while. That's how it all started. That was the first post. It was like Bon Appetit's perfect version and my like fallen over layer cake. (laughs) All right. So then when did you turn that into a book? Okay. So I did it for a few years before it gained any traction. It kind of slowly started gaining traction and At the same time, you know, I graduated from my MFA program with a novel. That was my thesis. And so the novel is growing and I'm also trying to get an agent for this novel that I wrote. And, you know, I got like a few people that were sort of interested, but nobody wanted to be my agent. And then I finally got a response from an agent who didn't want to represent the novel, but was like, I like your food blog. What about a food memoir? Because, you know, it was like Molly Weisenberg and Louisa Weiss, they they had had, they had done like the food blog to memoir path. And so I was just like, so like stoked to have anyone recognize me that I was just like, okay, let's do the food memoir. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 event, you know, I made a book proposal and then eventually, is that what you did with yours? Did you do a book proposal? I've done so many book proposals for my memoir. It's like embarrassing. I could like, I could publish a a 500 page book of book proposals that I have written. (laughs) Yeah. It was a really long process. I'm going to just write another, let me try it as a book proposal. Let me see how this, I have like books about podcasting. I have books about, I have like all these different proposals, but I don't know. Yes. So basically, yes, that's how it started. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually the food or the proposal was finished and somebody bought it. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But the novel, nobody ever. It lives on my computer somewhere. With everyone else's first novel. Yeah, totally. Okay, so then this then became your first published novel, right? No. So did I get it wrong? <laughs> so this is the this is the timeline. So my MFA thesis is nothing, but okay. it did lead to my food memoir, which is yes. Bon Up Attempt. Yep. And then Wildcat, it kind of plays, you know, there's like some autofiction elements. So like the main character, Leanne, is coming out with a food memoir. Mm-hmm. So does that make sense? Yes. Got it. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so then do you feel this like huge sense now of like relief that it's out or um, not? <laughs> I feel like, so you're, you're in the run up to your first book coming out. Yeah. My first, Yes. I have a children's book that just came out, which is like an entirely different audience. And then I tried doing these two anthologies. So at least I've like gone through the right. the process, but this is the first like pride and joy personal. The most personal. naked. The most right? naked. Yes. I'm getting yeah. a little nervous about the whole thing to be honest with you, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I felt so much relief when it sold because it took a, it took a while Just, you know, like I went through a big revision. It was just like a long process. And so when it sold, I definitely felt like a huge relief. Like, yeah. And then when it came out, it was just like more, I mean, it was great, but it's just like, it's, I don't know. It's like a emotional trying process, I think. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's not, it's not easy to sell a book. 
No. It's like, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I feel like I really need to write an article about this because it's like all I'm talking about these days. But, you know, when you don't have a book deal, like all you want, like my whole dream was just to get a book deal, right? Like it would be a book. Somebody would recognize it. Like I would be, I would really be a, a real writer, a real author. Like, oh my gosh, I wanted this for my whole entire life. And then it quickly becomes, okay, well, how many did it sell? And, you know, how yeah. is it doing? And da, 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 da. And then it's like, well, I've got to make it sell better and I've got to make it this. And, you know, it becomes very pressure filled and outside metrics end up make, making so much of a difference. And it's so hard. It's just so hard. Yeah. So I don't know. That's my experience at least. Yeah. The, my, the thing that I always think about that gives me some solace is like, there are so many good shows on all these different streaming networks. And it's like, it's just, they're really, really, there's so many, so many good books. There's so much good content. Yes. And I feel like you can barely get your friends to like watch the show you're watching, let alone the book you're reading, you're you know? Right. You're so right. That's such a good point. I know. <sighs> and people have less and less time, right? Totally. And then they have less and less attention. So yeah, I totally. feel like the first step was to sell everybody back on reading. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like, let's go back to that. Let's just like go back to that as a category, you know, and then it'll open up some more doors. <laughs> I know. I know people that don't, you know, I, lots of people, they like only read on vacation or I'm just like, well, how do you process the world? Like, I don't understand. That's how I calm down. I mean, I can be so frantic and then I can just sit here and like read part of your book and I'm like, oh, okay. Like my shoulders go down, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe other people are just better at self-regulation than I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard. on like external books. So let's talk more about your book and how you came up with this whole plot for it. Tell me about this, the cats in your life. Like what is going on with, <laughs> with the scampering cats and all of the rest? I actually don't have any cats. I'm slightly allergic, but that theme just kind of kept growing and growing. Like, so <laughs> the origins, the origins of the book I started writing it when I was pregnant with my second kid. He's now six. So I was just, I had a lot of angst. I was really, I was in this huge fight with my mom. So I felt like so unsupported by like the world and personally. And then I kind of just poured it all into this book, like kind of like, I don't know, all of my, my agita. I had this image for, I like wanted to, I was writing towards this scene where like a mom is having a breakdown, but it's not like by herself. She's like, it's like a public breakdown. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's like the big cat scene. I don't know if that gives anything away. I don't think so. <laughs> but <laughs> that was kind of the scene I was working toward. I just, I wanted Leanne to, you know, kind of like call bullshit on, the everything we put on moms and uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. So like with the mom's stress, and I feel like it could go in 8 million directions, like is there an area that you are most plagued by? You know, is it the scheduling? Is it the, is it the you know, just the constant neediness? Is it the, well, I'm going to just project. So you tell me like, <laughs> yeah. I think the hardest thing for me to deal with, oh God, there's so and many have, things. And you, have, and you have two kids now or? Yeah, I have two. Six and what? Six and eight. Okay. They're almost exactly two years apart. Awesome. As I have boys in January, that's what I do. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I have so many, so many things hit me, but I think it really revealed to me how much space I need. And I think like as a writer, like I already needed space to myself, mm-hmm. you know? But I, yeah, it's just like, I needed space to think I needed space just in general. (laughs) Like I couldn't really, I I remember getting really frustrated with like trying to get work done while they napped Mm -hmm. and then like eventually deciding to like take that off and just be like, don't try and get anything done when they nap, Mm -hmm. you know? And that helped a lot, but yeah, just, I just really, I need them out of the house. Like I need to be away from them in order to like give them my best self when they're here. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, you know, I think you, you really have to know yourself at least that's, I think the conclusion I've come to is like, I really need to like know myself so that I'm not thrown when I see somebody else doing something differently or like, you, you know, like I need to be secure in that, like I'm doing the best for my family. It may not look like other people's families, you know? But I think that takes a while. So then how did you deal with the pandemic when you had no space? Oh my God. I, um, you know, it's, I thank Matt, my husband. <laughs> it's I always say like, I'm somebody with like a lot of boundaries and Matt has no boundaries. Like <laughs> he just like lets the kids in, in a way that I can't, but point being when, so Teddy's my oldest kid and his, his first grade was almost entirely on zoom. And we definitely, I had like a breakdown at the beginning when I realized it was like September and it wasn't working. Like he needed to be monitored for the zoom. Cause he mm-hmm. just, he was one, he couldn't do it. And I, you know, was trying to be there, but I, I couldn't do it because I was like, I kind of need two hours in the morning. <laughs> That's like my time. And I, yeah, I had a total meltdown. And then Matt was just like, I'm going to do it. I'll, I'll sit in. And Matt 
like saved our lives. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really great. I mean, I really think that like, <laughs> I don't know. I say, I say Matt was the best decision of my life <laughs> often. That's great. Hopefully yeah. He can gets share it. The, share the, um, yeah, there is no timetable for kids. There's no like, I'm going to let you chill out and I'll be back later when you're ready. <laughs> but that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. I'm so grateful for literally every single day of school when they go. Mm. I like today, I don't have a kid home. And I've said it like 20 times. I'm like, I don't have any kids home today. This is amazing. I mean, nice. I, love them. I love I love them, blah, 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 blah. But you know. of course. No. What's your youngest is how old? Seven. Okay. So I have seven, eight, and then twins who are almost 15. Wow. So teenagers. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm already bracing myself for when these little guys are teenagers. I think that's going to be even more of a wild, of a yeah. wild ride. So then when do you get your writing in now? Just while they're at school? Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. both in school. And yeah, I have found that like really I'm happy with like one to two hours. Mm-hmm. And a day, you know, I feel like before kids, I was like a thousand words a day, thousand words a day, you know, but I think that's kind of stupid now. <laughs> Need to be more flexible and chill. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> was your mom like flexible and chill with you? Oh God. You asked about my mom. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know about this fight. What was going on? Oh my God. She's she's a pediatrician, so she worked a lot, and I didn't live with her for a lot of my childhood. I, I grew up with my dad and stepmom for a lot of it. So girlfriend wasn't really there. <laughs> and she's I would not say she's chill, would not. I think she's one of those people that like ugh, never she's never done therapy, let's put it that way. Okay. So she doesn't really know why she does the things she does. Mm-hmm. She just does them. <laughs> and yeah, the fight, the fight, ugh, the fight. I mean, it's too like inside baseball, but but ugh, a lot of it is around her being a Republican mm. and just like cruelness, <laughs> general cruelness. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole nother book. All right. Well, I'm ready for that. Yeah. Do you get along with your mom? Like not for the podcast? Yes. No, we, you know, I feel like, like many mother-daughter relationships, we have definitely had our challenges. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that we have the relationship that she wants us to have, Mm -hmm. but I'm happy with what, where we have ended up now. Nice. Do you, you, and you have at least one daughter, right? I have two daughters and two sons. Right. Do you, does that like bleed into your relationship with them? Like your, your relationship with your mom? Uh, some things, no, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it did more when I was younger. I don't know. Now that I'm ancient, <laughs> I feel like I have everything sort of where it needs to be emotionally. And so all I can do is, is be the, the type of mom I want to be to my kids, taking the good from what she's done and what I've seen and the good for my dad and all the rest. And, you know, that's all we can do. It's like, do our best, you know? Yeah, for sure. Sometimes though, I find myself doing, 
I'm like going so the opposite of something that I'm like, well, this is ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost as bad as, you know, like to flip the switch so completely. It's like, I have to just yeah. ignore and like move on and make my own decisions. Do you feel like that? Yeah, yeah totally. I get it. I don't know, right? I, rem- I remember I wanted a girl, you know, I ended up with two boys. And now I just feel so grateful. I'm just like, I love that I got two boys. I just am like so glad. <laughs> boys are so cute. Oh my gosh. They're great. I'm like, so what, what are you working on? I'm assuming you're not working about a memoir about your mom. What is in the pipeline now? Well, yeah, I am. I'm working on something that I do think it's, it's like, you know, my first book was a memoir. The second book is has some auto fiction. And I feel like this book that I'm working on is much less auto fiction, but I would say that I'm like working out some, um, some mom stuff still, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was really inspired by, uh, normal people as mm-hmm. was everyone. Maybe I don't know, <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to write normal people fan fiction. Mm. And so that's kind of where this, this next project started out just trying to like set up did you read Normal People? Yeah. And I watched I watched probably half of the show. Oh, just half? Yeah, I know. We never finished it. I know. Oh my I know God. It, I, know, I, watched, I know. My husband watched, like finished it without me. And then I would I just never went back and uh, I'm gonna blame him. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it twice at least. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so good. And then I like couple it in my mind with Fleabag. Mm-hmm. The second season of Fleabag. Did you watch? Oh, it's so good. I know, I know I'm supposed to watch it. I don't watch a lot of TV. I know, I mean, I, I know I have, to. I have to. You don't have to apologize. It's like people that apologize for not being on social media. I'm like, oh my God, like, congratulations. <laughs> but yeah, so so it, I wanted to like set up this like intense longing, like this like couple that can't quite be together. Mm-hmm. So anyway, oh. I'm enjoying it. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds great. Amazing. All right. Well, what advice would you have for aspiring authors? You know, I really liked, I listened to your episode with Chelsea Beaker. I really liked her episode of her. Her advice was like, like 30 minutes, like use it. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like a lot of times when I only have 30 minutes, I'm like, it's not worth it. But I would say just be patient, just like be patient with yourself. (sighs) Like I, like, like going back to that, my pre motherhood self that wanted to write a thousand words a day, like that's totally one approach, but it's not the only approach. And having kids, I feel like there would be, I would go for weeks without even opening up my word document. And like, that doesn't mean that it's dead. Like you just have to eventually you just have to open up the word document (laughs) and you'll get there. Yeah. That's what I would say. Love it. Amazing. Well, it was great getting to know you. Thanks. <laughs> you too. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for yeah. discussing Wildcat. Love this little baby. Oh my gosh. So great. Thank you so much for all of your time. Thank you. And good luck with your pre-pub stuff. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Cool. All right. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music.
mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.